barbecue back there and you didn't invite me hurt my feelings Thank you for tuning in to the Destination Devi Injury Pod. This is your host, Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy, bringing you to the last injury pod of the 2022 season. It's been a joy. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this uh, this season. And yeah, looking forward to next year. Uh, yeah, we made it to the championship round and end of the fantasy season. This 2022 season has been full of ups and downs and exciting moments like hyping up Cooper Cup's chances of beating Megatron's receiving records. Then all of a sudden, Marquise Brown's chances, then Tyreek Hill's chances, and now Justin Jefferson's chances uh, all in one year. So really excited. I, I'm truly hoping after seeing Jair Alexander's comments that Justin Jefferson goes out and gets 209 receiving yards this week. And then I'm hoping he gets the receiving uh, the receptions record as well. I think he needs 26 receptions in the next two games. So that's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, what a monster season for wide receivers in the league. And very excited to see this offseason, just to see some of the movement, particularly some quarterback movement around the league. We have some absolutely terrible quarterbacks starting this week for fantasy championship round. Very fitting for how the season has gone. Uh, but first, yeah, let's stick to the 2022 season and dig deep into some of the, these injuries. Thankfully, there aren't too many this week. So, you know, hopefully we, we've, we've definitely lost some studs throughout the year. Uh, Javonta Williams, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, um, DeAndre Hopkins is out this week. I'll touch on him. But yeah, hopefully you've made it to the championship round. If, and if you have if you have persevered up to this point, I, I wish you good luck. And I hope you're able to pull out a win. All right, let's dive in. So at quarterback, Lamar Jackson, we've been talking about him for the last couple weeks. He is out once again. Unfortunately, a lost season for... Fantasy purposes and playoffs, major disappointment here. I thought he would be able to come back by week 16 or 17. Um, you know, obviously struggling with that left PCL sp sprain. Hopefully you had a good secondary option if you were a contender and, and got you through to the championship round. But yeah, for fantasy purposes, if you don't have a trade deadline, he is a great buy low uh, opportunity there. You can probably get him for some kind of discount, hopefully. Although at this point, some managers are likely just in the hold phase for him. Just to see, you know, does Baltimore pay him? Does he wind up going to sign somewhere else? Uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a high-tier upside pick for next year and moving forward. Jalen Hurts is listed as doubtful, and he's, very, he's unlikely to play with his shoulder sprain. It's likely going to be Gardner Minshew starting again. Minshew should wind up being a top quarterback option this week versus the Saints. Remember here that the, the Eagles have the Saints' first-round pick in 2023, so they will likely want to embarrass them badly this week. So uh, I would expect some high points for Gardner Minshew. And he, he performed very well last week. So. Colt McCoy has been listed as out. Uh, you know, this was there was a report that McCoy was likely to clear concussion protocol, but apparently in the last phase he wound up having some symptoms pop up and was eventually ruled out. I think yesterday or this morning, today Saturday. So thankfully, Trace McSuckley isn't going to start this week. It'll be David Blow or Blau, David Blau. Um, hopefully, he doesn't blow. He should be a more competent passer than McSorley was, but. Um, you know, just not sure with the weapons here. Uh, again, I'm going to touch on him later. DeAndre Hopkins is out. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully Blau is going to be able to get the ball to receiving options. You know, Marquise Brown, uh, Greg Dortch, 
And then James Conner should be able to... They'll, they'll probably lean on James Conner is my thinking here. So if you're having to rely on Greg Dortch or, or Marquise Brown, you know, those guys are hard to hard to bench. I would expect Dortch to get a lot of receiving, uh, a lot of receptions or targets, um, you know, as a slot option. But yeah, good luck if you're having to pick between them. At running back, Nick Chubb, he was not on the injury report at all. He was dealing with a foot injury last week. You know, with him, I know some have been skeptical of him this week, given the Browns aren't playing for anything. Uh, Their last two games don't really matter for much, other than just getting the offense in rhythm, and they're probably wanting to practice a little bit. Deshaun Watson has not had this offense clicking very well, and obviously Nick Chubb has struggled since about week 10, week 11. Um, But yeah, based on his interviews, it it seems like Nick Chubb will play, and we just, you can't really bench Nick Chubb. and given the volume that they've received, you can't really play Kareem Hunt or De'Aaron Ernest Johnson. Uh, you just kind of have to hope you, you play Nick Chubb and hope he gets his normal workload and maybe actually gets a touchdown this week. So, Austin Eckler, he's been fully removed off the injury report. He had been dealing with a knee injury. He got banged up on, the, I think, the last, the very last play of last week's game. Um, but yeah, he... With him, you play him with confidence and hope that the Chargers don't limit his usage. Kind of a similar situation to Chubb here. They're, the Chargers' last two games don't really matter for too much. They can't really go as higher than the fifth seed in playoffs at this point. So we we have to we play Austin Eckler and just hope that they don't limit his usage at all. And then hopefully that he doesn't have any setbacks in the game. He got a full participation in, so I'm not really worried about the injury itself. Um, but yeah, usage-wise, hopefully he gets the same usage. Aaron Jones, he's been dealing with a foot, ankle, shin, and now knee injuries the last four weeks, five weeks. I would be very careful playing him. He should be viewed as a risky flex play at this point, just given his limited usage. He's been banged up. They're obviously being careful with him. I I, I like A.J. Dillon as a safer option, although Dillon still seems to be more touchdown dependent. He just seems like a safer play than Aaron Jones at this point. Ramondre Stevenson, he's been listed as questionable, but he should be in your lineups this week if active. Uh, keep an eye on his status. If he's active, I would play him. Notably, Damian Harris is not on the injury report at all. So just keep a close eye on the, on the status. You know, there's the probably probably low chance, but still a chance that the Pats make Ramondre Stevenson inactive and just lean on Damian Harris. So just keep a close eye on that one. James Conner, he had been dealing with an illness, but he was at practice on Friday and expected to play. So start him with confidence. I don't expect him to be limited at all. Other than hopefully, again, like I touched on with the quarterback situation, you just hope that the offense clicks. Antonio Gibson, he is listed as out with a knee, unspecified knee and ankle sprain, possibly high ankle. Not really sure what was going on there. Actually, I think uh, Ron Rivera said it was a strain, so more muscle-related versus ligament. Brian Robinson is in line to be a league winner this week. He He should get majority of the touches, 20, 25 touches here this week. Um... Yeah, he he could explode this week. So you want to start Brian Robinson this week. Jamal Williams, he was dealing with a knee injury, uh, suffered, I think, in the third quarter at some point uh, after after the halftime occurred. Uh, But he was able to return in the fourth quarter, and then he wasn't even listed on the injury report at all this week. So I would expect him to be full go. He's more of a touchdown-dependent kind of player. Uh, but his status likely lessens, his ability to play likely lessens the ceiling play of DeAndre Swift, unfortunately. And then it nukes Justin Jackson as a play, although Justin Jackson was added late to the injury report with a hip injury. So 
Make sure you're not playing Justin Jackson. I doubt you were anyways. Um, but yeah, Jamal Williams, if you had to play him, he's more of a touchdown-dependent play this week. He might see less volume than he typically sees. Alvin Kamara, he is expected to play. He had been dealing with a quad uh, quad injury, though more of a personal um, personal absence there. He had missed two practices throughout the week. Uh, but yeah, he is expected to play, and I would start him with confidence. Um, you know, th- this is a big game against the Eagles, so I would expect Kamara to bring his best. So you want him in your starting roster. At wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, he will be active. He had been dealing with an illness. Start. You, you have to start Stephon Diggs against the Bengals. I know he's been dealing with a cold streak, no pun intended there, but um, yeah, he. you want him in your starting roster. You don't. Stephon Diggs is not a guy you bench. DeAndre Hopkins, as I stated before, he is listed out. He's dealing with some kind of knee injury. They have not specified what exactly. Uh, saves us from the decision of whether we have whether we should start him or not with David Blau at quarterback. Um, so yeah, make sure DeAndre Hopkins is out of your starting roster if you were relying on him as a league winner. Again, as I touched on before, I'm hoping this means Greg Dortch is going to be a decent play. Likely, I would expect a slot wide receiver to get more touches. Um, really not sure on Marquise Brown. It's hard to sit him, but yeah, if you have a really good, really good pivot there, consider it, but otherwise play Marquise Brown and just hope for the best. Debo Samuel, he's been listed as out despite being able to return to practice on Thursday. Makes sense. He was only able to get two limited practices in. They're probably saving him for next week and then the playoffs. So wheels up on Brandon Ayuk this week against a soft Raiders secondary. I'll touch on them more on the Niners um, at the very end. But yeah, Brandon Ayuk, uh, if you have a slot where you can start him, get him in your starting rosters. Jerry Judy, he's listed as questionable with an ankle injury. Keep an eye on his status. If he's active, you can probably play him as a wide receiver three flex option. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton, kind of a similar deal here. Sutton is not on the final injury report. He had been dealing with that hamstring strain, but Sutton seems like a safer play this week over Jerry Judy. But I'm, I'm kind of viewing him very similarly to Judy as a wide receiver three flex option. And, and mostly volume dependent because Denver will likely have to throw to keep up with the Chiefs here. So if you have the two, you know, obviously keep an eye on Judy, his status, his ability to play. But yeah, I would expect Sutton to possibly outproduce Judy here. Tyler Lockett, he's listed as questionable with a finger fracture. This is a tough call here. You know, one, we're still unsure if he plays or not. If he does play, He'll likely have the best DB matchup there as uh, DK Metcalf likely gets Sauce Gardner. The The concern I have here is it'll be cold, about 40, 45 degrees outside. Really not sure how to feel about him just, you know, catching passes in the cold. But again, if he's cleared to play, I would expect that they cleared his ability to, to, to practice and receive the ball um, without any issues with his finger after getting surgery. So you might be able to play him as a wide receiver three flex option there and just hope for the best. Lockett's the kind of guy who could go out there um, against this Jets secondary and get, you know, five, six catches for 60 yards and pay off as a a last flex flex option despite the fingers. So consider that there with him. At tight end, Hayden Hurst is going to be active. He is a risky play just given how much time he's missed, but he could be a key cog in the Bengals' offense against a tough matchup in Buffalo. Uh, Bengals are likely going to be passing a lot. 
Um, the, the one concern there on the passing offense is obviously Lyle Collins is out. Um, they'll have to replace their tackle there. But yeah, if, if you have to start Hayden Hurst, if you don't really have any other good tight end option, consider it. If you're contending for a championship, I would hope that you've been relying on some other better tight end option over the last couple weeks. Probably roll with that option. Greg Dolchich is out. He had been dealing with a hamstring strain. Uh, that's going to be a key miss there in Denver's offense. So another potential boost to Sutton and Judy there. Just wanted to give a couple favorite plays, too, based on some injuries. Uh, Denver will be without some key run defenders. I know DJ Jones is out. Randy Gregory's out. Um, uh, Baron Browning, I believe, is questionable. He, I, Last I saw, he may not play. Uh, so, yeah, you know, given the Chiefs are likely going to be leading this game, Isaiah Pacheco should be a very good play here just based on volume and then based on his ability to, to produce with, with Denver missing some key defenders there. And then like I touched on, uh, you know, Debo with Debo out, and then the Raiders are going to be missing Denzel Perriman, Rocky Sin, and a couple other uh, defenders. And then they have a really weak secondary, so... We have to love George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk as plays this week. Obviously, you're playing Christian McCaffrey. Um, but yeah, Kittle and Ayuk should continue their good streaks here. And then, just as a reminder, Brian Robinson, yeah, as touched on earlier, he should be a key league winner this week with Antonio Gibson out and a decent matchup. All right, that covers all main injuries this week. Kind of a shorter show, not too many injuries. Uh, just to touch on this week, obviously, we've been missing some key players, um, some key guys who hopefully you're buying low on for next year. Uh, you know, on Twitter, I don't know if you may have seen it, but I did touch on a, a couple guys, a couple running backs who will be coming off ACL in Brees Hall and Javonta Williams. Brees Hall is not a, a running back that I am fading next year. So if you can get him for any discount now, I would expect Brees Hall to potentially start the season slow, just given the timeline on when he did receive his ACL surgery, and then when he when he suffered it as well, and it sounds like he had ACL plus meniscus. But again, long term, I'm not too concerned about that. If anything, maybe he starts week one through four a little slow. But he is going to be so good next year. You will want him. The Jets will rely on him. You will want him by week five through mid season, and then I would expect him to be a key league winner there. There. So if you can get Brees Hall for any kind of discount during draft season, off season hype, all that. Try to get him. Now, Javonta Williams is a guy that I'm probably fading next year. Uh, you know, he D Denver likes to go with this committee approach, plus Javonta Williams. Um, it's not as bad as J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, you probably saw my old post there, but J.K. Dobbins was dealing with the ACL, uh, LCL, lateral meniscus, and hamstring tears. Javonta Williams is dealing with ACL, LCL, or I'm sorry, ACL, um, PLC, so not PCL, but PLC, posterior lateral corner injury, basically um, part of the capsule that stabilizes the lateral aspect of the knee and a meniscus. Um, and no, no note on a hamstring injury for him, but I would expect Javante Williams to start slower than your typical running back coming off ACL. Um, like like Brees Hall will likely be able to, to ramp up pretty quickly next year. So Javonta Williams may be that more so mid-season to late-season boost guy, but I, I would not be surprised if Denver maintains a committee approach um, or at least usage similar to how Baltimore's using J.K. Dobbins now. So, But 
if you can get them on any kind of discount, then try to do that, obviously. And yeah, so um, hopefully you guys are contending for championships. Good luck this week. That covers all the injuries. Uh, this offseason, I'm sure I'll be working on some off-season buys, buy lows, or sells based on injuries, age, usage, etc. Uh, follow me. You know, ask any injury questions still in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel, and then follow me on Twitter at JMThrivePT for live updates. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll be working on some off-season content there for you guys as well. There's never a stopping point in Dynasty, so there's always good points to take advantage of value, uh, be talking with other managers. You know, managers often over overutilize the injury-prone. Injury-prone is not a lie, but they often overutilize that term for some players. And it gives us good opportunities to buy low on some guys. So, all right, good luck and have a good offseason, guys. Go get your championships.